You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Richard Cadry. His upcoming novel is The Devil Said Bang. Thank you for joining me, Richard. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Richard, you've been writing supernatural noirs now for a few years, and they're really enjoyable and very intense. I'd like you to talk about just using the trope of the supernatural and your supernatural demon and his vengeance and running that through the noir filter, and I think you're doing such a great job. And what's great is that you seem to be having fun as a writer, and we certainly have fun as a reader. Oh, thanks. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, what I tried to do with Sandman Slim is not make it a fantasy um, with, you know, detective or criminal elements. I really approached it as a Jim Thompson novel, uh, as the crime genre with the supernatural. And um, as opposed to, you know, like you say, like I said, there's a lot of fantasy around that just sort of gloms on some detective tropes on top of it. And I tried to keep it very basic, much more like I said, in the Jim Thompson vein rather than any kind of um, more modern modern take on it. Could you talk about using plots and mystery genre aspects? How much of that gets maps out and dictates the direction of the story? Well, the physical story in each book is um, controlled by the, the, the crime um, or mystery uh, elements in there, which is very you know, like the old guys, uh, I tend to plot out a bit, unless you're Chandler, in which you just make it up as you go along. But I, I do plot that out a bit. But that doesn't really impact that much on the overall arc and the overall mythology of the series, which is much deeper and weirder than any kind of uh, mystery. So, I mean, I started out with, you know, the first book, Sandman Slim, is a very simple revenge story. And as the series has gone on, I'm, by the time I finish the sixth book, I'll have rewritten the entire history of the universe, including all the deities, deity or deities that might have been involved. Was this a decision you made when you uh, started Sandman Slim, or was this something that came out as you pursued the series? I had a lot of disparate notes when I was putting it together, but really the scope of the story I ended up telling, or I'm telling now, kind of came as a surprise because but but you know it depends on how you define surprise in the writing process because there's that old uh, Eno saying consider your mistake a hidden intention I'm a big believer in in the subconscious doing a lot of the work behind the scenes and then presenting it to you at certain moments so I didn't start out with the intention of like I said rewriting the history of reality but when those moments presented themselves, they were entirely logical. They weren't forced. They felt purely natural uh, in the flow of what was essentially, like I said, a, a crime story, a mystery story. One of the things that makes your book so enjoyable is the prose and this kind of like really hard as nails feel. It's just, if, if anybody who's been to LA, the bad parts of LA, and, and knows exactly what you're talking about. So, talk about developing that prose that reflects a landscape that's both external but also internal and to a degree spiritual. Yeah, well, when you're discussing the sort of nature of existence, the nature of evil, the nature of God and uh, Lucifer, you, 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 whether you want to or not, you're going to get into spiritual matters, which I don't want the book to come off as some kind of left-behind Christian 
uh, damned series or something. But but those but those are obviously some of the weird questions that that uh, get brought up. Really, prose comes from uh, the, uh, just a, a pure writer thing of just playing with the voice. The very first version of Sandman Slim had no humor in it. It was very straightforward. It really was me trying to channel Richard Stark, which is where the character Stark gets his name. Stark, when I was about 18, I read one of the Richard Stark books, and it blew my mind because I'd never read anything that hard and terse. Never run into a character um, like Parker from the from the Richard Stark novels. So I, I, even at the time, I thought, could you do something like this in science fiction or fantasy? And then, you know, another 20 some odd years later on, uh, I ended up doing it. So and I wanted to pay homage to Richard Stark, who inspired uh, a lot of what I did. And, you know, that's where that's where the prose comes from. It comes comes from being inspired by him and living in L.A. I mean, L.A. presents itself in these very hard terms. I mean, it's a very kind of fun, great, but utterly venal city in, in the best way possible. One of the things that I think uh, works really well is the way you use the, the supernatural aspects of your stories to enlarge the characters and enlarge the crimes and make things like even slightly worse than they already are. And you know, it's hard to make LA worse. Yeah, well, L.A.'s got its own little thing. I mean, L.A. to me, everyone thinks it's a party town unless you've lived there. I mean, L.A. is a coal mining town. It's a company town. People are only in L.A. for one reason, uh, and that's showbiz. And, you know, but then it gets into the what part of showbiz, what level of showbiz. Are you in, are you doing TV? Are you doing movies? Are you doing music? Are you doing porn? Those all have their hierarchies. Like I said, that reflects in the prose because it's a very hard place that's all about, it's like Meiji Japan and that it's all about status and ritual there. And um, if you walk into a party and no one knows you, you will be stared at until people decide whether you're someone they need to know or not. And the moment they decide they don't need to know you, you're gone. Everyone's back is turned. Um, but, you know, if, if for some whatever reason you have some connection to someone they want to know, you're, you're the, you're the bell of the ball. Talk about making each novel and you know a compelling story within itself, but also speaking to the larger arc. That as you discover that arc yourself, that must be a a process that's challenging, but also fun. Yeah, very much. I mean, the hardest book in the whole series was the second, uh, "Kill the Dead," because I'd never written a series before, and so trying to write a sequel was insanely difficult. I mean, I wrote the I wrote the first draft of that book and then literally threw it out. I mean, the book was just dead in the water, and so I rewrote it from scratch. And that was where I sort of learned to like the idea of writing a series where you could lay out the story and these ideas and then go deeper and deeper into it with the, and sort of peel back the layers of the characters and the mythology and the city itself. And that's kind of the, the process it's been, is like each, each book you get deeper and deeper into what this world really is. You have L.A. and the crime story on one level, and you have this other world, the supernatural world, on the other level. Talk about developing that and keeping that as hard edge, because as I, I meant, used the word spiritual earlier, and I did not mean Christian. I just meant that, uh, I guess, more supernatural. And I think that's what you do very well, is to, to consider that in a, a very hard light. I take a very, it's really a very old approach. You know, if you look back at old mythology, really the land of the dead, who the gods were, they were just us. They were reflections of us. I mean, 
You look back at Zeus, for instance. Zeus is just the worst boss in the universe. He's a sexual harasser, he's corrupt, and he's just a dick to everybody. So it really wasn't hard to imagine taking that and just sort of giving a little sort of modern twist because it's always been there in some form. I mean, if you take the straight his, straight Christian line, no, it's not like that. But I always, always wanted to mix all these different mythological forms together. That's why it's not quite Christian. That's why you're going to see a lot of Gnosticism. That's why you're going to see a lot of Kabbalistic mythology in there. I didn't want one system dominating it. It sounds like you're doing a, a fair amount of research in to buff up the supernatural aspects. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of research I've done. Um, I started off with doing research on the, the origins of Lucifer and evil in the modern uh, you know, Western world. And then it sort of branched out from that. I have a whole shelf now of devil books in my office. I hope cops never come into my office because so they're just going to arrest me on the spot because there's just devil all the way across and then heaven right below that. You know, this uh, battle of uh, heaven and hell on our streets, that it, it's an interesting theme, and it's kind of uh, coming to the surface now behind you. I, you know, I, I'm curious as to how you feel in terms of the literary landscape, how things are changing, because you've cut a different swath through a very popular genre, this urban fantasy. You can't get away from it. Yeah, you know, um, it wasn't something I thought about when I did it. I just got lucky. I happened to be at the right place at the right time. It's a little bit like, I think urban fantasy is a little bit like cyberpunk in that most of the people who were doing it, at least in the early part of it, didn't really think of it. They weren't sitting around going, hey, I'm going to do an urban fantasy. It's just what they gravitated to, these elements that came together and made logical sense. These things were in the air, and they put them all together, and you ended up with what became a genre. And in the same way, I was actually very naive when I started writing the Sandman Slim books because I didn't know, I literally did not know the phrase urban fantasy. Uh, I didn't know who Kim Harrison was. I didn't know who Jim Butcher was. So, and I really consider myself lucky in that if I'd known that there was such a body of work already there, I, I might have backed off Sandman Slim a bit. I might have been a little nervous about going into it and making, just sort of pushing it as far as I did. So, you know, for anyone who wants to be a writer, sometimes being the dumb, naive guy on the block is a really, really uh, good thing. Now, there was a dire 3D Nicolas Cage movie that looked uh, to have been liberally uh, lifted from your first book. Uh, there was some talk about um, from the, from, uh, the people who own the film rights of going and chatting with those people. But then the movie failed utterly and was really a terrible movie. So at a, in the end, it, it was such a bomb that no one cared. But... It's possible. Uh, I'm not going to point fingers. I mean, it's it's an old idea, but at the same time, you kind of go, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think a little bit. We would really like to see somebody take on the real source material in an HBO NC-17 rated series. Uh, where are the, the chances of something like that happening? Well, there is a feature film in development through the Dino De Laurentiis company right now, and there's a script that's being rewritten. There is a director who we may have on board. So I think the film's going to happen. You know, um, everyone's working hard already, so it may take a couple of years, but I think there, I think you will see at least one feature film. Now, you're on book five now, right? We, book five just got finished? I'm starting book five. Book four, Devil Said Bang, is about to come out, and I'm writing book five right now, which doesn't have a title yet. Do you know how the series ends? 
Yes, yes, I do know the I do know the third arc. There's a lot of little bits and pieces along the way that are still a mystery, but um, I'm figuring those out now. But yeah, I, I know where the whole thing goes, and uh, like I said, I'm rewriting the whole history of the universe. Well, we'll look forward to joining you on a fun journey to hell. I've been speaking with Richard Cadry. His upcoming novel is The Devil Said Bang. Thank you for joining me, Richard. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. <laughs>